0: get an MC uh, because we see so often brides and grooms running around trying to organise everything and trying to make sure that everybody's okay and it's not your job it's your job to enjoy your day um, so get not a relative not a not a groomsman or anything like. just get a professional MC to make sure that everything's taken care of and happens on time and if it doesn't happen on time they can readjust the timings
1: Welcome to the Yes to I Do podcast, your weekly wedding planning show hosted by Jack Brister and Chris Pearcy.
2: So today we're chatting to Tim Reynolds who runs Next Level Music UK, who provide bands across the country, in fact, across the world,
1: in fact. Um, yes, yeah, so it was a, an interesting episode because we've not really had, have we, have we had any musicians on before? Not, No, I don't think so. Not, quite, not that I can remember, which is probably bad if there is someone. Yeah, so if, if we have forgotten the, any musicians we've had on so far, I do apologise. But
2: um, yeah, as far as I'm aware, he's the first musician we've had. So it was a great chance for
1: us to actually chat uh, about wedding music in general because it's not something we've spoken about at all, really. No, and it's great to find out the, the technical side of it as well and all the things that perhaps you would never even consider when you're thinking about booking a band over a DJ, what some of the implications are of having a band and things you need to think about with venues and all of those types of things as well, which is really interesting to kind of delve into with him.
2: I think the most pertinent thing to come out of today's episode though, is actually the random question of the week. So, um, it's, uh, if you listened a couple of episodes ago when Jack completely lost it, um, you no know, you're in for a treat again because i think jack lost it even more this time so look out for that and also a really great great wedding tip as well
1: i think so i think it's yeah because obviously we record a lot of these and we hear a lot of the very similar types of best wedding tip generally they're all fairly similar or on the same sort of lines whereas tim's has come completely out of left field and is a great tip and it's something that I always considered to be quite an important thing to think about, but I had never really considered putting it in as as a wedding tip, but it makes perfect sense to put it there
2: one final thing before the episode begins just to let you know about our group which is yes do i do your wedding planning podcast group so within that you're going to get exclusive teasers of future episodes which will be put up as soon as the episodes are recorded there'll be other content such as wedding chit chats and general wedding planning tips as well and the chance for you to connect personally with the suppliers who have already been on episodes so go and join that group now but this is how we got on in today's episode So Tim, thanks for joining us today. Uh, Tell us a bit about you. So you're a musician, what do you do? Uh,
0: So I'm a musician first and foremost. Uh, I'm a drummer and I um, have this recording studio that I'm in right now. Uh, I've done a bit for like TV commercials and I've had stuff on a feature film and um, just a general music thing. But my main uh, passion is for live music Uh, So I've done, like, played in bands all across Europe and, like, a bit of North Africa. I haven't been super far, but, um, yeah, played in bands for different festivals and events. And then I kind of got into the weddings thing, uh, which is great. Like, you get to see people on the best day of their lives, hopefully enjoying what you do as well. Um, So, yeah, uh, and I, I kind of then started one band and then kind of wanted to start another band and now I've kind of got this little agency going on which is next level music
2: cool. So, what's the with next level music is it all about you finding the perfect band for the right wedding and kind of merging them together to make sure that people get the right music at the right right wedding right Uh
0: well I mean the the clients will will see our videos of of various bands and if they like that what that band does then they can book that mm-hmm. specific band um we try not to be a jack of all trades or so try and like have a band that does one specific thing really well because you you get some bands and they're, they're trying to be everything but they not everybody wants to hear everything as well you tend to get specific tastes for a specific thing um, so yeah like I'm, I'm trying to cover all of the most popular genres that I'm also passionate about. I don't re- I don't really want want to do anything that I'm not
1: into. Um, so yeah. what uh, yeah makes sense. What uh, genres do you currently cover?
0: We cover like soul, funk, pop, uh, dance, got a bit of like the sort of 90s noughties sort of thing like the garage um, R&B sort of thing um, although um, some of R Kelly's repertoire is now not popular <laughs> anymore um, which is a real shame because they're good sort song- and now Michael Jackson as well we're, we're having this these conversations like are we allowed to play these songs or is it I, I don't know
2: yeah, it's uh the Michael tough.
0: Jackson stuff is super popular, but of course it's got a connotation now and
2: um yeah, so it's a, it's a it's a difficult thing to to decide upon for for pretty obvious reasons. Um see, I think that being a musician because um, I have got quite a few friends who are musicians who work at um, in, the, in the wedding industry and it must be such a cool thing to cause, Basically, when you guys start, typically it's you know the the end of the day, which is essentially just a party. So you've got everyone super happy, hopefully um, uh, someone that they really love uh, at their special day, and just up for having such a great time and being kind of part of like building that atmosphere. It's a bit of a, um, a bit of an honor, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I like to think so. That's that's part of the reason that I'm doing next level music as well because a lot of musicians just look at it. Oh, it's just a function gig. It's, no, this is the best day of somebody's life, and like, it's a privilege to be able to be there and do, to to make their night the best that it can be. Um, so we tend to tend to hire musicians that are great at their job, but also care. Um, because that you know, a lot of people just don't care, and or they'll be late or whatever. I'm I'm just not into that. It's the best day of somebody's life, so. Let's treat it like that.
2: Yeah, something that's got to be treated with respect, and and if it's something that we say on the podcast a lot is that you've got to get on with your suppliers, and your suppliers have got to be shown to be, to actually care about your day, because you know, as we we all know, as kind of as magicians, and with I, this is definitely the case in the music industry. I know that for a fact that there will always be someone to do it cheaper, but you know that the, oh yeah, the, the cheaper side <laughs> of things always comes with a, uh, a a massive compromise, and with you know, and that's normally to do with uh consistency or it's to do with reliability or it's to do with flat out talent um you know so yeah it's um it's definitely something that needs to be considered and it's it's great to hear that you you kind of see that as an ethos for the company so that's great
0: 100 percent.
2: yeah so with regards to the 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 music at the wedding so obviously you know when people think about hiring live music for a wedding most people's instant thought is always going to be playing the first dance and then for the rest of the evening and then maybe a DJ takes over but there's I'm noticing myself more and more at weddings that there are bands being hired for the daytime as well for kind of a bit of atmosphere uh, is that something that you uh, kind of I mean, what, what's what's the benefits of that from from your point of view
0: uh, financial mm, uh. yeah, <laughs> Obvi- yeah. O-
2: obviously yeah so. yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah um, no it it really it creates a great atmosphere if you've got like if you have a live musician in the ceremony, that's a really nice thing to have, or like a choir, um, it's a really nice thing to have. We'd, like we've got a string quartet, um, obviously that's a lovely thing. You see a lot of like rock string quartets now. They're trying to like, like, you know, it's an electric thing and they've got lights on it. And um, you can see see one on, on our website. Um, it's kind of like a, yeah, they're trying to make a, a rock and roll show out of it, rather than just, you know, a boring thing. Yeah. As some people might see it. But it's just live music can create a lovely atmosphere. Um, roaming bands are super popular now. Mm. Um you're probably familiar with the roaming format as music uh magicians as well. Yeah. Mm. Um yeah. it's it's just great and the the roaming bands can be a bit cheekier than a band on a stage. You just go around nicking a bit of somebody's food and, you know, having having a bit of a an interaction with people. Um so there's there's loads of scope for um, making it a personal thing, and that's actually one of the one of the things I say the most. Like it's got to be a personal day because it's it's about the, the couple, um, and most people tend to go with like a cookie cutter wedding. Yeah, like that's what a wedding is. We've got to do that. Well, it's it's not the case.
1: Yeah, because I'm I'm seeing a thing uh, a lot more at the moment of like singing waiters, which again kind of fit into that interactive type entertainment. Because I think, I don't know if Chris does this, but when I'm talking to a couple and they're talking about having entertainment of their day, one of the big advantages of a magician over something like a musician or a photo booth, for example, is the interactive nature. So the fact that the guests are getting to be part of the entertainment rather than just sit there passively watching it. So I think that's really nice that you can do that with the magic oh sorry with the music as well so where in the country are you based and how far do you kind of travel
0: uh so we're based in london uh but we we've traveled to like other countries uh we travel all over the uk um but obviously it's it's going to be cheaper to book us in london than it is uh in yorkshire um and I think a lot of couples are surprised by that, but it's it's something that you have to take into account. Um, but yeah, we, we play all over the place.
2: Yeah, I think that, the, just going back to cost just a second, I think that the, one of the things that couples don't realise when they're booking a band, and they're kind of the, I think often, I'm sure you're, you kind of appreciate this, people's kind of eyes fall out of their head when they think about how much a, a band charges. But then... I think people don't quite consider the fact that yeah, the band might be starting at half seven but those guys are probably there at one or two setting up yep. because they've got to get into the room they're going to play in uh, got to set everything up, got a sound check before anything else because they can't be sound checking during the wedding breakfast, they can't be setting up in the room you know, if that room's being used later on in the day, they have to have that done and you know, I'm quite often with bands they're sat around for four or five hours before they even start playing um, yeah but yeah, and the the other thing I think is, because um, is, I mean, I, I don't think it's unusual for like a five piece band to be charging sort of anywhere between fifteen hundred quid to two and a half grand, something like that, isn't it? So it's not unusual. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. And then people say, oh God, it's um, that's this much per man or whatever it ends up being, and then people go, oh, that's that's a lot of money. But okay, okay cool. You get uh, you phone yourself an emergency plumber ask them to come out and work for five hours on a Saturday night and see how much they charge. Right. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's something that defies belief and also the fact that they're working beyond the time that, you know, and they, they cause like often, I'm sure you don't leave until like one in the morning or something after you have packed up everything and then yeah. you're not getting, cause I, one of my, my best friends in a, a wedding band and he will quite often get home at four in the morning having left yeah. at like 12 in the afternoon. Um, and it's then, a long
0: day for sure. Yeah, and there is there is a lot of demand as well, so it's a it's kind of a supply and demand thing. It is expensive, but our bands are relatively expensive because they are relatively good. <laughs> um, if you if you get a bunch of guys who are fresh out of college, they will do it for a hundred quid each. Yeah, or you know, we I've been told a couple of times, oh, it'd be great exposure for you. There'd be loads of people there, and they'll see it. And well, we've we've already had the exposure because you've seen our video, so that's that's, <laughs> we don't need it, thank you.
2: We, we've been exposed, that's why you have seen us. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The I sound
0: think- check thing that you mentioned is an important one. Um, a lot of people don't realize what that's for. Um, they seem to just think it's an optional extra. But <laughs> then when feedback happens, which is that like, <coughs> uh, where the mic feeds back into the speaker, that's the thing that we're trying to avoid when we do a sound check so it is a thing that takes some time mm. but it's really important that um, the the guests are not in the room because it's loud and annoying and very disruptive to someone's day um, so yeah like that that's a conversation that I have a lot like what can you do like a 10 minute sound check no it, it takes an hour we're a, a nine or 11 piece band we've got to check all of these things and and make it good for you.
2: Yeah. I think that the a lot of people don't quite understand the what like the purpose of a sound check and the difference between the sound of um it sounding good and it sounding bad and because I think that you know, you got to get all the levels right so that you know because if you hear it done badly and you listen to a band and you can only hear the drums or you can, the bass is too loud or you can't hear the guitar. I think we've all been to situations in pubs or whatever where like a, a band has been not sound checked or whatever and it just doesn't sound like what it's supposed to sound like. So yeah. um, g- g- giving the band that bit of time to do their job properly is <laughs> is basically a, a, a must.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's like giving the caterer time to cook the food before they serve it, it's, <laughs> it's essential.
2: Yeah.
1: So when when someone's looking at booking a band what things should they have to consider? For example, things like a, a venue might need to have quiet times after a certain time in the evening or something what kind of things does someone need to consider when they're looking at a band?
0: Uh, they need to know if their venue has a sound limiter first and foremost um, Although the worst <laughs> It's becoming mu- much more uh, common and much more stringent. Um, we had one with my trio, the uh, Next Level Party trio, uh, where the <laughs> it wasn't us that set the limiter off, it was the people cheering.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Just just uh, for our, our listeners, can you explain what a sound limiter is? It, 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 sorry, it might yeah. be obvious, yeah, just to clarify that.
0: So there's legislation in place to protect the neighbors of these music venues. Uh, that, that states that under a certain volume, s- sound is okay, but anything above that is illegal. So they have a, a, little, a lovely little box in the corner that's got a little flashing light on it. Some of them have a traffic light system, so you know when you're nearing the threshold. And when, when you go above the threshold, uh, a lot of the time they cut the power to the whole building, uh, which is no good for anybody. No. <laughs> um, so it's a it's a really important consideration to make um so i played one wedding where the limiter was so stringent that we could hear the people's conversation over what we were playing and it it, it becomes a little bit silly so it, it's it's super important that they they understand and that they have a conversation with us uh about what is possible with their limiter yep. or if there is a limiter at all
2: yeah i mean i've, I've had a um conversation with my friend about this where they've basically said there's no point in us being here because we are it's not the fact that they can't play quieter but if you're thinking as a band the whole time about the level or the volume of what you're playing at rather than just letting loose and having some fun it's not the same performance it's a oh no. i want to go crazy at this point i want to do this oh actually that might set off the limiter or you know am i strumming too? Or am I hitting the drums too hard whereas you just want to go I'm in the moment playing my music. That's what I do for a living. This is what it's supposed to sound like. I mean, that's the... Sure. And yeah.
0: and less less selfless, uh, more selflessly, uh, people enjoy music at a certain volume. And if you're unable to play it at that volume, it's going to feel strange. Mm. If if you can't really hear the band that's right in front of you, that's that's a very strange thing for a party. So a lot of these things, I, I do recommend a DJ for because... The nature of dj music it's it's all compressed so you're able to play it at a perceptively louder volume than you would a, a live band um mm. and therefore you'll probably have have a better time than if you were struggling to hear a band
2: yeah who, who wants to struggle to hear a band that they've paid good money for right this doesn't make any R- yeah, sense yeah right yeah what other uh, considerations? Obviously, the like, noise to being a massive one there. But what's uh, what other things do people need to be considering?
0: Uh, they want to consider um, the genre. Um, let's say the groom loves metal, but everyone else in the room doesn't love metal. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's you know, yeah, you, you have to consider your guests. I know it's I know it's your day, but if everybody's going to want to leave because they hate metal, for example, um, that's maybe not the best choice. But if all your friends are really into metal, get a metal band.
2: Yeah, it's uh yeah that's a sort of consideration that's always going to be difficult because I can't imagine you know your auntie and granny uh, dancing to Sapphicura, but uh you know, <laughs> <I> can, <laughs> but you know at some point later in the evening maybe uh that could come on once maybe the uh less appreciative guests have uh decided to get themselves to bed or something like that but yeah that's that's, right. a, that's an in, that's an interesting consideration that we, we always say about making it your own and doing it your way on this podcast but then you know if you are into some music which is potentially um divisive then yeah it's a how, how do you come across that i guess it's it's down to compromise
0: well i'm i'm planning my own wedding for uh, december mm-hmm. um and we've we've planned uh, like family friendly music for up until midnight and then we feel like a lot of the older guests will probably just want to go to sleep at that point we've we've got another hour it's quite a late venue um, where we're gonna like my missus is really into garage and all that sort of stuff so we're gonna have a bit more of that for the for the younger people so we're not gonna you know blast them with you know Dizzy Rascal at 8pm because it, again it's it's not they're not going to be up for that by then not not even the young people yeah. if you edge it in slowly oh yeah like i'm i'm a big metal fan um so i i might squeeze a couple of tracks in if i think i don't know yeah i might <laughs> it's a consideration i'm having to make at the moment
2: so so what, what what track would you want to be if you had to choose just your partner says to you okay darling you can have one song what, what, what would that song be Oof. just have
0: don't know something really fun
2: or really long to like maximize the, <laughs> <you know? laughs>
0: yeah there's that uh there's that 20 minute song by no effects that's that's probably a good one it's very political though it's probably not right for a wedding
2: yeah perhaps not <laughs> we'll Or like a, a nine minute dragon force song or something like that oh just wow a, yeah yeah, just yeah. Ma- maximize it they get your fun Shredding as well out, out yeah yeah who, who doesn't <laughs> want to, be able to play air guitar at half midnight at a wedding i know that i do but, uh, that's air shred guitar yeah <laughs> Wow, it's yeah. Perfect. Jack, Jack's <laughs> completely lost because he basically listens to Bach and Chopin. And
1: uh, Yeah, I'm a classical guy, so you're, okay. you're completely losing me on this metal concept here.
2: It's, it's a genre of music with something called a guitar, Jack.
1: Right, okay. Yeah. I've heard of those.
2: You've heard of them <laughs> twice. You have to excuse Jack. He had to go on the bus
1: earlier. He's not quite recovered from it. Um, I haven't, you're right, yeah. <laughs> I've had, I'm taking the rest of the afternoon off. I just can't just a- bring myself to do any work.
2: So have a lie down have the butler bring you some iced tea and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we touched on it briefly uh, a little bit earlier on but there is obviously like we said there's always someone that can do it cheaper I mean what what are the kind of sp- specific if you want dangers of uh, booking a, a band which are kind of say just a couple of hundred pounds
0: oh couple of hundred quid uh, well they're going to no. be terrible <laughs> 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 there'll be an awful band or There'll be like older guys who are just doing it for a hobby. Um, so it it depends how, what level of live music you want to have. If you want to have a wicked band, you're you're gonna expect to pay for that. But just the same as with anything, like if you want to have really good food, you're gonna Got to pay, pay for them. really good food, and it's it's the same across the board, really.
2: Okay. So what's the what's the like the. Main difference would you say between a professional magician who like the job pays his mortgage and the straight from university band who played together a few times? I mean, what what are going to be the obvious differences between them? Obviously, the price is going to be one of the main things, but in terms of performance and professionalism, what are the things that you're going to notice?
0: uh Confidence. So somebody who's straight out of college will be just thinking about the guitar part that they're playing. Not, it won't be an automatic thing for them. That means that they can strut around and dance with the auntie that's just come over and just ha- be, have an interactive show because the, mu- the music is so automatic for them um so it, it would be more entertaining yeah i think that I, of- I think is why you get a band you want to be entertained rather than see somebody sweating their way through these chords that they've just learned last week in college <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't, want, you don't want a musician there going, right, it's C, then it's G flat, and then it's E or whatever. It, yeah. it's, it's, there's a, a massive crossover with magic in, in terms of that, because you know, quite often I'll have people saying to me that, oh, you, you make the magic look so easy. Um, and that's because I'm not even thinking about what it is that I'm doing, because they, I've done it so many times. I've practiced it over and over again, and it's slick to the point where, you know, it's, it is literally second nature. Um, and the result of that, and as a result in within um, within music as well, is that you then actually get to perform it. And there's a difference between playing something and performing it. If you're performing it, then you're making it into an art form. You're making it entertaining. You're able to kind of respond and be dynamic to the situation. And that is just kind of, you know, that is a kind of a, a mass difference, which I think is kind of across the board, I guess, then, with any 100%. entertainment form.
0: And um, with, with our bands, we we tend to... I don't know if you've seen like uh, Bruno Mars or somebody or Justin Timberlake on like a Saturday Night Live show. They'll have a special version of the song that you know that has all these extra bits in there that you, you know, all these, all these hundred quid bands, they'll play, they'll just struggle through pretty much what's on the record. Whereas we're adding all these bits in we're trying to, trying to make it a creative thing. We're doing mashups with the songs, um, just trying to make it
1: well next level yeah I, I suppose that makes sense as to why you called it next level music um there's that saying that the if you pay me to do a half half an hour to do a job you're not paying for the half hour you're paying for the 10 years it took for me to be able to do it in half an hour and the, yeah. the same thing kind of applies in this instance is you're not paying me to come and perform you're not paying me to come and play music at your wedding you're paying for the years of experience to get to the point where i'm able to come and play music and perform at your wedding rather than just coming and doing a couple of songs that you know uh off off the top of your head
0: yeah and you're you're also paying for peace of mind that your wedding is going to be awesome yeah not not having a nagging thing in your mind like oh is the band going to be all right is this because a a lot of couples are quite nervous about it and that's that's why they want to hear the band first so that's why we've got live audio on our videos a lot of a lot of bands are pre-recording and then over-producing, and making making themselves sound better than they actually can be on the day. So we, yeah, we record all of our stuff live, uh, and then yeah, it, we'll get get it mixed or whatever. But um, it's you, it's as the band will sound. There's no like auto-tune or. Moving drums around so that they're more in time, or something, which is a very common thing amongst a lot of wedding bands.
1: Okay, so yeah, I think that's that to me, it sounds wrong to overproduce your music because as soon as you turn up at the wedding, they're instantly going to know that you're not as good as you portrayed yourself to be. Uh, yeah,
0: which- I mean, that. That usually is the case with a lot of these, uh, certainly the cheaper bands, it's becoming so so much easier and so much cheaper to make a video look and sound great. But then when they turn up and they're not that great, well, number one, sadly, a lot of people don't notice because they're drunk and they're nervous about their day and they're just really happy. But when you hear a really good quality band, you're like, oh, okay, amazing. It's unless they're really really bad a lot of people can't tell yeah Yeah. but if they're really really good that's the kind of thing that has all the guests go like saying for months afterwards that band was amazing what an amazing night
1: so when you're looking at a band and you obviously not everyone can tell necessarily whether they've got good quality or excellent quality is there something kind of in the booking process that you would say that kind of makes them stand out and, and sort of separates the, the good from the great?
0: Um
1: hmm, in like, the booking
0: process I wouldn't have. Kind of like taking
1: thought- on deposits or, or things like that.
0: Oh, okay, so so yeah, if they've if they've got a contract, that that's always a good start. Um, if if they, well, it, yeah, if they tend to be busy a lot, well, although you wouldn't know that as the client. Um, yeah, they've, they've got excellent promotional videos. They haven't just done it on an iPhone. Um, all of these things are, are really good tells that these guys are going to be great for your, for your day. If it's a professional experience from start to finish, I mean, yeah, some, some musicians won't even get back to you. And actually, I'm having this with the wedding that, my wedding that I'm planning. A lot of these wedding providers don't even get back to you or will just send you a, a misspelt message back that they've clearly just texted off their phone. They haven't, you know, they and they just plucked a number out of the air for the price and you, it starts to make you a bit nervous. You wanna know that you're dealing with professional people from start to finish. Um, and I, I guess that, that is something that will affect the price because if you've got a professional videographer for your promotional video and then you've got like proper marketing being done, which allows the client to see the band. Uh, and then like all the way down the line and amazing musicians. Uh, it might just cost a little bit extra because it's it's been put together so well and that has cost time and money.
2: Yeah, makes sense. So just playing devil's advocate because I like to. Um, so, <laughs> so obviously a the instant thought is that price always equals quality. Um, but there's a few magicians that myself and Jack know who perhaps charge lots of money, but aren't actually perhaps worth it. Um, mm. Me and Jack are not going to say anything at this point. Uh, <laughs> <'cause>, uh, <laughs> but cl- clearly a, a brand new out of college or even it's like a mid-range band could all of a sudden put their price up by a £1,000. You know, um, So what would be the other tells that you know that although you're potentially being charged a lot of money but they aren't actually um worth it because obviously once once you put them at the rent and at the wedding it's too late so what's yeah. what would be how would you uh what the tip for avoiding that potential uh pitfall uh
0: testimonials are good um and looking for negative testimonials or like asking asking you know Have you ever had a bad experience as the band or anything like that? That's a good question to ask, although it's, it's never been asked of me. Mm. Um, Just book a band with next level music. It'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's (laughs) shameless plug.
2: It's a, it's a solid (laughs) and, uh, and no shame plug, but we're absolutely fine. But you know, know, no, that, that's, uh, that's why we're here. Right. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, (laughs) but you know, it's, I think that I mean we're going to move on to the quick fire questions in just a second, but I think that for me personally, it's been kind of eye opening to speak to you and to um, get a feel of what music is really, really like. And because I don't think that most people kind of quite understand how much work goes into being a band. It's really, really, really hard work. Cause I yeah. And um, and I think that the professionalism that you've shown, kind of, and the way you've answered things, if people kind of all get straight away that that's you are operating at that kind of level and again it this basically comes down to how much you value the band at your wedding so if you just want someone to play some things that sound a little bit like they were on the record then fine go out and spend a few hundred quid on it if you want a proper entertainment experience for you and your guests then you're gonna reach your your short arms into those deep pockets and uh find the the money to pay the right money for the right band
0: yeah right it's 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 the whole thing of like do you want to save money or do you want to have an incredible memorable day? Yeah. Um, so it it's fine either way, but I I'm going for the memorable day because I'm only going to do it once and you know yeah, we we hope luckily we have a lot of friends who are musicians, so we're hoping to call in a few favors. <laughs> but mm. um people who don't they can they can come to me.
2: Wonderful stuff. So that moves us on to our quick fire questions. Question 1. What is your number one tip for booking a band and you can't just say book one through next level music because you're <laughs> that that would be double plug and that would be uh, frowned upon. But uh yeah in, in general.
0: Uh actually so I think we touched on this already the making sure that you've heard the band either either hearing them live or at least um, knowing that they're They've got something that's recorded live, um, so all of our promotional videos are recorded live. Um, we also uh, a couple of them have like a live in the studio type thing, cool. so where it's where it's a little bit less of a performance, but it's just playing through some stuff live in the studio. Yeah, um, like with with uh, the next level show band, which is our like nine to fourteen piece band. Um, they don't tend to do a lot of public performances. But with, with a smaller band, um, places like bars and clubs can, can afford to have them on a weeknight um, sometimes. So if you're booking a smaller band, you can go and see them live. If that, that's, that's quite a popular thing to do. Um, I, and if, if my bigger bands do do anything uh, like pu- public performances, then we'll always let them know on, on the Instagram. So you can see when those dates will be.
1: That's great. Uh, So what is your best wedding story?
0: Oh, my best wedding. Okay, so I was actually a guest at my mate's wedding, and the the best man uh, got up to do his speech. I said, now then, everyone, uh, we know that Matt has been a bit of a player in his life, and you can see Matt just sweating, like, but um, you know, there's been a lot of ladies in his life, let's not lie, a lot of ladies, but um, some of them are here right now. We're not gonna name names, but um, we're gonna, he's married now, he's off the table, but um, we, we need to have an amnesty, just, just so that um, Becky, his wife, can sleep easy. Um, so if any ladies here have got a key to his apartment still, I don't know why I said apartment, to his flat still, um, just just come and put it up on the table, no questions <laughs> asked, and we, we can all move on. They can be happy in their marriage. Uh, so yeah, come up now if anybody has one. So every single female in the room comes and puts <laughs> a key in front of <laughs> it was It was brilliant. And um, yeah, he was very, very embarrassed. It was great. That is... I actually felt my stomach twist
2: with awkwardness as you were going through that <laughs> story. So that I can only imagine... Oh, that's horrendous. Uh, I actually so stole
0: that for my best man's speech. Um, it. I did it to my mate, and he, he's, he was very sweaty. <laughs> 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 so going down a similar route with that, uh, the, uh, your worst wedding story. Uh, okay, so my, my trio was doing a wedding, uh, I think in Gloucestershire, um, and we turned up, and actually somebody had had a heart attack during the day, <laughs> uh, like a like an older relative had had a heart attack but um, the the couple were amazing about it like obviously they, they had to deal with that but then they moved on and they were like do you know what we're here everyone's here we're gonna there's nothing we're not surgeons there's nothing we can do let's just enjoy our day and I thought like that's just amazing if I could do anything like that on my wedding day I'd be amazed so chilled of them just like yeah Life goes on, and so must our wedding. <laughs> We're not, not doing it again, all the money we've spent.
1: It's enviable attitude to be able to have. Yeah, yeah what right. A great attitude. And uh, finally, what, or penultimately, what is your number one Bing! wedding planning tip? To- right, Jack, I'm just going to call you off on this. Sorry, okay, yeah, sorry.
2: This is getting beyond a joke now. So we used to have absolutely bingo. I'm going to have what's known as finally bingo now, because... <laughs> <laughs> so every time you call the penultimate question the final question which has happened in the last how many episodes this is our 30th episode or 31st it's episode happened quite a few times it's yeah. happened about 30 times i think so every time totally. you say I, i'm going to call you out and say bing okay. so, uh, so as, as you,
1: <laughs> penultimately what is your number one wedding planning tip uh it's get an mc uh, because we
0: see so often brides and grooms running around trying to organize everything and trying to make sure that everybody's okay and it's not your job it's your job to enjoy your day um, so get not a relative not a not a groomsman or anything like just get a professional MC to make sure that everything's taken care of and happens on time and if it doesn't happen on time they can readjust the timings so that the bride and groom can just enjoy this huge day of their life
2: Yep. yeah i think that the uh the if you've got a good mc or a wedding coordinator or something like that then you know any issues that come up on the day the bride and groom that, that don't even know about um because yeah. you know you spent all this money and it's only one day it'll go be gone so quickly that you don't want to be running around making sure people are in the right place or whatever and um as magicians i think myself both myself and jack do offer a kind of Toastmaster service not quite the same as an mc thing but yeah there are other suppliers out there because a dj will often do an mc service as well so yeah Mm. it doesn't have to be a massive extra expense it can be just a bit extra to a certain supplier who already does it but yeah great tip and uh finally this is the actual final question okay (laughs) And this is gonna require some thought. It's gonna require some discussion. I'm pretty certain Jack's gonna lose it when I ask this because I've been telling them that I've got this great question (laughs) I'm gonna ask. The Um, pressure's on. So, if no, what's what's the best way of asking this, Jack? You're gonna lose it. I just know you're gonna lose it. We're gonna have to cut out about. Already, you're gonna have to cut out about ninety seconds of laughter. I reckon. (laughs) So, uh, gentlemen. Uh, if it came down to it, what do you think is the largest animal <laughs> you could take down in hand-to-hand combat
0: at a wedding? <laughs> Not <at> a wedding. <laughs> this is just, just ra- I mean,
2: yeah. So yeah, the, the the largest animal you could take down in hand-to-hand combat. <laughs> no, no, no weapons. So, uh, this
0: is the random question of the week. Jack has gone. He's just. <laughs> and Me personally, as well. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. but uh, to answer. Is the animal angry? I don't, what have you done? Have, have you selected? <laughs> I don't know.
2: Like, uh, mm. look, the, the animal is w- well aware that it's about to enter into a fight to the death, so it can assume it's angry, right?
0: <laughs> sure. Um, I'd say, what is okay? So this is this is kind of a, an offshoot of the question: Who would win in a fight, a lion or a shark? But it depends where the fight is.
2: Okay, so let, let's assume it's on as neutral territory as we could possibly find.
0: Sure. Okay. Um. A tuna. You,
2: you think you could take down a tuna fish?
0: Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Nice. Because they don't have many weapons.
2: Okay. Like,
0: I was, I was thinking okay. like a big dog or something. But yeah. they could scratch you. They could bite you. A, a tuna fish. So, I think what if, if, it, if it was a land be creature, because
2: right. like, so you're going to take down a tuna in water?
0: Yeah, like shallow water. Yeah, so like, sh- sh- shallow <laughs> water.
2: <laughs> what, so, so you're going to hold it above water? Is that is that the plan?
0: I was just thinking, I'd punch it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Amazing. Okay, uh, Jack. I'm not looking forward to your because I think it's going to be rubbish. Oh no! I so I had something like an otter in mind. Until Tim said about the scratching, and now I'm like, maybe that's not such a good idea. I feel like t- <laughs> so because I feel like an otter because they're a little bit feisty, but I feel like I could get one down. They're tiny, absolutely. I feel like it would
0: run away from you. It'd be able to run rings around you.
2: Yeah, mm. I don't think you're True. quick enough to say. I reckon, I reckon otters probably got a top speed of about 25 miles an hour. I don't reckon <laughs> I've you got can got a match top that.
1: Speed of about five. <laughs> yeah. So what are you
0: saying? It would take a run up and attack you with 25 miles an hour of
1: force. Potentially, potentially. Mm. And then I'd be in trouble.
2: And then you'd be in So are you actually going for an otter?
1: No, I feel like I don't need to change, but I'm not entirely sure what to change to. Um, This is a really, I mean, your random questions are completely absurd.
2: Well, that's why they're called random. It's not the really sensible question of the week. Because that would be boring.
1: <laughs> it's definitely not sensible, that's for sure. So, um, do, you,
2: do you think you could take down a cow? Because cows are quite big and well, they haven't see, got No, I
1: was thinking cow because I can, I can because it doesn't move very fast. I feel like it's pretty easy. because oh, I feel like they can't. Have you seen they, cows run? They can move. Okay, but you so you can take a cow upstairs, but you can't bring it downstairs because of the way it's it's. So you're taking work. stairs into your fight. So I'm just I'm taking it up a flight of stairs and leaving it there, and it's gonna eventually end up dead, isn't it? <laughs> what are we What are we
0: defining as take down? Are we Are we saying Are we going to kill this animal? Or <laughs> well, it's,
2: uh, my, it, imagine it's like an MMA match. Um, at, 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 at the point that the referee says that this this is this is done here, you know, the, you know, beyond yeah. this. So it's not necessarily we don't want to advocate the killing of animals here, but. You know, in a situation where it's a fight to the death with...
1: Well, so once the uh, once the cow's up the stairs, it can't do anything else. So I feel like that's beyond the point of no return.
2: <laughs> okay, let's assume there's no stairs. <laughs>
1: well, now what? what?
2: How are you going to get it up the stairs? You're gonna, it's going to chase you, is it?
1: Yeah, I'm going to make it chase me up the stairs.
2: Okay, let's assume it decides not to follow you.
1: I'm also pretty sure that cows, once they get on the side, can't get back up again.
2: Um, No, they can because they sleep on the sides.
1: They don't sleep. Don't give me that.
2: Well, you think cows just sleep bolt upright?
1: No, they they sleep with their <laughs> arms up here, their arms, their legs up. At, they just sort of lie on the floor. They don't lie on their side. It's it's like a
2: semi-side type thing, I believe. I don't mm. know. Uh, if if you do know the answer to that, please let
1: us know. Um, but that's, <laughs> that, that's oh, we we'll cover the big stuff here, don't we? That
2: that, that yeah, that was a a, a good discussion. I'm. Uh, I feel I'm like we need your
0: there. answer as well. Yeah, cool. Yeah
2: so i think something like a a boar you could take a boar down yeah
0: with what <laughs>
2: uh with my my, my mad taekwondo skills <laughs> uh. <laughs>
0: wow okay
2: well right, like they they they're, they're big they're chunky uh, and as long as you avoid the tusks you know you're and i'm thinking snap off a tusk and use that as a weapon against it. Right, okay.
0: Are you Conan the Barbarian? How are you going to snap <laughs> off a tusk?
2: Uh, I'm going to kick it off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this.
2: Right, so you, you you slate the random questions, but look how much fun we're having, so shut We're up. having
1: lots of fun, yes.
2: Very and this is quiz. obviously all very helpful for your wedding planning, but, you know, in the times <laughs> when the wedding planning is getting a little bit stressful, you can turn around to your partner and say, darling, just out of interest, mano a mano, uh, which is the largest <laughs> animal you think you could take down? And, you know, the, the tension is quickly broken and you can discuss that over a nice Domino's pizza. Other pizza brands are available. Yeah. <laughs> I'm helping here. Shut up. Right. <laughs> so I think that uh, calamity brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, so, Tim if people want to find out about next level music, how can they do that? Please plug away as many different places as they can find you.
0: So we're on YouTube. You can check out next level music, uh, or the next level show band, um, will definitely come up. There's next level music.co.uk and there's at next level music UK on Instagram. And you can see all the videos at all of those places
2: wonderful stuff and jack should they wish to find out about yourself
1: and your lovely coiffed hair how could they do that they can go to www.theluxurymagician.com you can find me on facebook at jack brister the luxury magician or you can find me on instagram at j magic and chris if people want to find out more about you and what you do and all those kind of things where can they do that So you can
2: find me at chrispiercymagic.co.uk on Instagram at chrispiercymagic search on Facebook for Chris Piercy Magician if you want to buy a copy of my book Ballista Wedding Planning Becoming a Stoic Bride also available on Kindle and Audible you can find that by searching for it it's all about how to stay stress free through the whole wedding planning process So thanks so much for joining us Tim Uh, any last words before we uh, say goodbye?
0: I feel like I want to change my animal to a
1: sloth (laughs) They...
0: (laughs) Yeah. they're huge <laughs> they're
1: and they're really strong aren't they they're so slow though they're so slow I think you could actually
2: turn the sloth's large claws upon itself so I think that's a really solid answer
0: yeah okay. yeah um, um, but yeah thanks very much for having me I've very much enjoyed um, well yeah, all of it whatever that was the, the random question was great <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, the, the, the podcast is still soon it's going to be me asking random questions so hopefully I'll think of another good one soon <laughs> uh, yes it's been very fun good. thanks a lot guys so that was Tim from Next Level Music uh,
1: had a lot to say found it very interesting what did you think Jack? I thought it was great I mean his um, his top tip as we mentioned in the intro I think is great and so left wing out of anything else we've heard in terms of uh, top tip for planning your wedding so I think that was a really good one and your random question Chris can we just talk about that for a second it was great wasn't it it was um, amazing quite possibly the best one we have ever heard and we ever will hear um, so that's a challenge for you I,
2: I, I do see that as a challenge I'm presuming that rather than it being a left wing um, top tip you meant a left field that's exactly um, what I meant yeah I think <laughs> left wing it's, it's, not, it's not particularly it's not particularly liberal to have a Toastmaster it, you know, I don't know what circles you run so perhaps it is but, uh. <laughs> yeah that was not what I
1: meant at all but there you go uh, so who have we got on next week uh, we have Claire
2: go on next week uh, she is a uh, wedding florist and a bit of a stylist as well uh, tends to work at the higher end of the markets down here in uh, Dorset and Hampshire area uh, lovely lady and uh, very very experienced with what she does yeah, you
1: could tell that just by a very short conversation with her. Uh, so I'm look, I'm sure you guys are looking forward to hearing the next episode. Here is a short tip. I meant clip.
0: They'll stop planning for when they're kids, perhaps, um, about their dream wedding and the inspiration that is out there um, on social media. I think that's why people do ju- the, the weddings just get bigger and bolder and more expensive and People want to put you know, their entire life savings into it because they just want it to be this huge statement.
1: Thank you for listening to Yes To I Do. Please remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram using the tag at Yes To I Do podcast.